peace is in Rosewater Connection Podcast. Arriba. And welcome back to the Rosewater Connection podcast. I'm your host, Wes, and this is the second half of a conversation we began last week, really on conversation and communication, how we can be received by people both verbally and non-verbally. As we jump back in, Heidi is going to be sharing with myself and Clint a little bit about how she shows up for people. I think you're right that we don't pay enough attention, right? We, we respond by by habit and you know by mm-hmm. assumption and and by expectation all the time and we don't you know unless it's a heavy heavy conversation where we really have to be mindful we just respond in the way we want to respond without you know paying attention to how it might affect others mm-hmm. until it does right and then what do we do where you're, you are called to have some tough conversations within mm-hmm. your work within your role mm-hmm And sometimes that's, it's frustrating. It's what what needs to be done. What's frustrating? Having to pay attention so much to the volume, tone, cadence, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because you want to just have a conversation to have a conversation, right? But you have to be sensitive to, to not being misunderstood, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm in those ways and sometimes i just want to be like okay here's the deal and right because it. it's 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 mental energy it is it's, it's physical it energy. takes a it's lot a, it's emotional energy right to <clears throat> to regulate what you're called to do yeah well and choose the words for the uh, person in front of you mm-hmm. right and that's and where they're at in that moment yep because i can say the same thing to both of you and you're going to each have a different reaction but is it worth it right? to put forth that effort in that role that you find yourself in yes um, because i get results mm-hmm. right and yet sometimes i it's hard when you're always like having to mm, i'm gonna say i don't know the first one that the word that comes to mind is you know really position yourself position your words your tone, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a purposeful position. And yet sometimes you just want to say things without having to be careful so deliberate. of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, know? and then if you look at it from the perspective of, okay, so let's say that you're, uh, you've had a stressful week. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you're physically not feeling that well. Maybe your sleep hasn't been great and the diet hasn't been, and you haven't had the workouts that you want and now you have to go through one of these, uh, you know, times and places and spaces with someone or some people, and you're called to do that work. <laughs> How much more difficult is it? Well, and here's, to me anyway, I guess what I find the biggest difference in work or in my in my personal, in my personal I choose, right? Mm-hmm. In work, I, I have a responsibility. Yep. And so um, in my personal, it's much easier. Because I choose to do that. Okay, yeah, I was about right? to ask. Where I don't have a choice sometimes at work. like, mm-hmm. And I've had the past two weeks where I've apologized to I don't know how many people, not for something I've done specifically, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, what, what keeps coming in my head, I'm like, 
I don't want to have to apologize another time for something I didn't do. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, it comes up again. I've been having to do a lot lately. <laughs> and um, it's the right thing for me to do mm-hmm. in my job. So I continue to do it. But it's a responsibility and not one that's chosen, uh-huh. except I choose my job. Right. Whereas yeah. in my personal life, I choose to do those mm-hmm. things or I can choose not to do those things and still with those who matter, um, be accepted for who I am in that moment. Uh-huh. Interesting. Cause that's, that's very much where I, what I was thinking is because I'm breaking this up into work, like professional and personal. So when I'm having a work conversation, it is about results. It is I'm being deliberate and it's sometimes it's hard because um, I might not be in the greatest headspace myself. In my personal life, I feel like I have to do it just as much. And, but I don't struggle with it nearly as much, even though I usually, I am more tired. I'm not as um, whatever, uh, I can't even find the word here. Um, I'm not, there's less struggle or, or more struggle. Hang on. We're with you, Wes. Thank you. Can't I appreciate you. you. I don't know what you want to say. Okay. Um, I find that it's easier in my personal life compared to my per, uh, professional life to take that time, be deliberate, position myself, as you've said, mm-hmm. which... I, I hadn't really considered why until you had, had said that because when I'm at home, I'm usually, I'm tired. I've just finished the day. Like I'm not in as energetic a mood mm. or as uh, determined uh, task oriented. Like I just want to like, you know, do the dishes, have something to eat and go to bed kind of thing. And, but I don't struggle with it as much, even though my mood sometimes is lower not necessarily lower but my energy levels certainly are so i I hadn't thought about why that might be Mm -hmm. so do you pay attention to your nonverbal like what's going on with uh eye contact what what are you doing with proximity the closeness uh, between yourself and uh, and other people uh, angles uh, uh levels of you know stature you know uh, above you know somebody or or sitting down to match the level or even making yourself smaller to yeah. take away any you know perceived kind of power differential sort of thing yes even space even yeah. where I, I meet with people mm. i uh i sometimes just take people for drives in my car that mm. sounds really yeah crazy. i was gonna say that doesn't <clears throat> that's interesting when i'm supporting staff uh-huh. We'll go for a drive, right? Out, we'll get out of my office, office space, right? Staff. Okay. This is, you know, so we, we take that, um, what's that you word? Don't, you don't have to face one another, right? You can both look forward. Okay. <clears throat> right, but it, it also, when we meet in my office, there's it, it, it there's a, a stigma. Mm, yeah, sure mm. is. Right? As far as like, oh, I have to go into Heidi's office and have yeah. a conversation. And I'm not lying, that, that actually happens. Um, people say that but like in the way that they're um, because we have really good deep and sometimes heavier conversations um, it always ends up being good right but sometimes Mm -hmm. when I need to mm, 
you know, set the stage, position myself mm-hmm. um, for maybe a deeper, um, tougher conversation too. We we go for a drive. Mm-hmm. Just go for a drive. Let's take my office out of it. Take other people around out of it. It's just me and you were driving. Interesting. Because, yeah, when you initially said your office, I like I understood it, especially if it were uh, like someone's coming to you with a, a more personal um, thing that they don't want. They might feel uncomfortable talking about it at the mm-hmm. office. And then when they're done talking to you, they're going out where, you know, everyone is. But at the same time, like, I guess it, you just have to know who you're you're working with. I could also see people being very uncomfortable with the idea of I'm in this much smaller <laughs> enclosed space with no exit. Yeah, no, I can't like, get away. Exit plan. Because <laughs> that's something when I think of that same, like, how do I, I position myself? non-verbally uh a big thing for me is i don't want to be like especially working with with children and youth i don't want to be like in the doorway blocking an exit unless you know i need to be for a safety reason or something um i don't want to make the person i'm talking to feel like isolated or trapped or anything like that so and i think it just it comes down to the individual and knowing or trusting that you know where yeah and i have a process Mm -hmm. right i mean when you go into conversations and and interactions Mm -hmm. that are going to be um heavier i I first of all have to choose to be vulnerable myself Mm -hmm. um in order to set set the example even just you know that that goes to atmosphere and to mm-hmm. what i'm willing to well, what does that look like to for do you to... being vulnerable yeah kind of <laughs> thanks wes <laughs> thanks for that um well and if i use the car example um and i take drives I'm driving without a seatbelt <laughs> so i take drives with people you know here they just when it's necessary i guess mm-hmm. and and the first the first car ride we go on mm-hmm. Is I just, just say straight out, this car ride's not about you. This car ride's about me. Hmm. And I tell them that I take people on car rides and we come here to talk. And, you know, it's usually because I've noticed this or that. Yeah. And um, then whatever I've noticed, the this or that, I share this or that with them mm-hmm. about myself. And it's how I <clears throat> open the car doors. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a good one, (laughs) but it is is the the proverbial car doors. I didn't get that the car doors were proverbial. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. I was like, "How do you open the car doors? Like, you open the door for them? (laughs) That's magic." No, it's it's the opening for conversation, right? And it is the the physical, emotional opening Mm -hmm. essentially. So this first conversation is not about you; it's about me. Mm -hmm. Here's what I noticed about you, or here's what I noticed um happening or here's what i've you know whatever it be that i notice that i just say it and i tell a story about me Mm -hmm. and we just i purposely watch um the language i use okay i purposely especially if it's a work issue that we need to discuss it's it's we our Mm -hmm. um i'm careful that i don't lend my experience to them and say like, except, you know, if I know, and yeah, with the, uh, I think it's okay to share a personal experience with the, um, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Clint, but, 
uh, with the What's, what's the word? Intention? A, a caveat, like when you're preempting the conversation. Yeah, proactively. That, yeah, saying like, hey, I don't, like, I'd here's what qualifying. I've been through. Yeah. I don't want to I'm not saying bias. that I, yeah. I'm not saying I know exactly what you're experiencing, but mm-hmm. in, when I've gone through something similar, here's what's helped me or here's what I, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, keep going, carry on. Yeah, so I just opened that car door. <laughs> the first time we have a conversation and I, I make it about me, but I know full well that I have to choose to be vulnerable in order to mm-hmm. set the foundation for connection. Hmm. And I got to reduce, you know, the stigma of the office, the stigma of mm-hmm. my title. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sometimes show people that regardless of in my office and my title, I'm just a human being. Well, and at the end of the day, like, especially in an organization like ours, you're all working towards the same goal, mm-hmm. right? And it's, and I, I think most organizations are, are like that, whether you're working in, you know, human services or, uh, or I don't know, manufacturing, I don't know, I couldn't think of any other job. Well, even yeah. in that example, if you're in a vehicle, again, <clears throat> I mentioned it before, you're both facing the same way and, mm-hmm. and you don't have to maintain eye contact. You're yeah, not going to have buffer. eye contact, right? So those nonverbal things that are happening around <clears throat> how the body is positioned within that interpersonal relationship communication dynamic, okay? It's been leveled. You're both facing the same way. Mm-hmm. The eye contact piece gets taken off of the plate. It's voluntary. Right? Yeah. If you choose to, you can go there. Yeah. Okay. Ah, don't take your eyes don't, off the watch, watch <laughs> If they eyes. choose to. You like smash. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of those things are in the mix. And it softens things. It levels the playing field. And so non, from a non-verbal perspective, around we are always communicating with another person. Verbally, non-verbally. We communicate through our eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? What? We communicate through the furrow brow, the, the one the rock brow up, eyebrow the, raise. Right? The angry eyes, the, the scared eyes, the happy eyes. The eyes are incredibly powerful communicating at communicating all kinds of stuff, content and emotions and feelings. Um, we communicate through uh, the lips, right? And what's the mouth doing? Uh, is open, closed, smile, frown, um, tense, relaxed, you name it. Well, and do the eyes match the, the smile or the facial expression, mm-hmm. right? That's so we're always one. communicating, and it's, it's fascinating. But we have control over that, right? And so it's, it's time well spent to just, yeah, become aware. What are my eyes conveying? <laughs> what are people telling me that my eyes are conveying? Because I may not be wanted to give that off, uh-huh. right? Um, what's my facial expression doing? I was told for years or asked in my teaching group uh, by other staff members and students, uh, Clint, uh, why, why are you so grumpy today? <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> and I got used to it because my resting uh, old Ukrainian face, um, I guess, has this look of not so happy and grumpy well my stomach is grumpy too non but that's more of a verbal stomach say you were the that was, you. <laughs> that was the dog yeah. that, was so... that was awesome wasn't it 
Anyways, uh, <laughs> so I had to be aware of that. And uh -huh. so I actually had to proactively, consciously, when I was in particular <laughs> spaces and places within education, within the school, uh, make sure that you're actually mm, making your face look not so grumpy because <laughs> it's important. <laughs> So interesting. Yeah, I can, can you know, they, I, I can 100% relate to people thinking you're mad or upset just and you're just like looking at something. I'm just looking. I'm happy on the inside. Really, yeah. I am. Okay, but my face ain't matching. just the way my face but some, Sometimes our yeah. face has to change so that people don't misinterpret and so that you don't set up situations where somebody feels uncomfortable or scared. See, and I find like in my personal, I can, I don't have to worry so much about my face. And yes, I know that my face shows, you know, like, I, I don't hide it well in my personal, but that, I mean, that also just means I feel safe enough to just let whatever is there be there. Mm -hmm. But I'm much, I pay much more attention um, at work when I have to, unless somebody steps in my values and then. Right, the face is going to convey some information. Then, oh yeah, then right. look out and you'll see it real fast. It's interesting because I. <clears throat> I, for one, I don't know if you've noticed this about me even in this conversation, but I struggle, especially when I'm tired, with talking and maintaining eye contact because when I'm, I'm looking at you, it's harder for me to think about what I'm about to say. So I'll look off into space or mm -hmm. look at something in the room. Um, but something I've, I've done with, especially with kids, when I'm working with them, if I need to have a conversation with one of them and it can be maybe a more... Um, vulnerable conversation let's say I often do not I don't take them in my car <laughs> but I will sit side by side and we'll watch something whether it's tv or other kids playing or, or whatever it might be and I've never really thought about why I do that I just do this is a very powerful mm -hmm. intimate expression yeah. of communication is you know looking someone in the eye mm -hmm. right and there has to be a pretty decent relationship there if it's going to get maintained and if if it's not well uh, yeah we are going to exercise our ability in those moments to look down to the left or to the right or look up to the left or to the mm -hmm. right that eases things for both individuals in that moment it yes absolutely does yes and they're good tells mm -hmm. right like if you're asking someone a question <clears throat> and, and they're either you know not answering uh -huh. uh, as truthfully, let's say, as they should, or they're avoiding, right? I mean, the eyes is a good. Oh, well, now we're getting into is some a good of the, tell, um, right? What is that uh, term for it? When uh, you're going to have to edit this, but uh, interrogation techniques based on nonverbal. I was thinking I, like I, cold reading, almost yeah. kind of. But well, but it's a whole combination, right? It's a feel. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like if, you know, you're noticing, if you're paying attention, you can, you can pick up that energy, that vibe. And, and, you know, I became a, most of the time, not all the time, but a master reader of it. <clears throat> I'm serious. <laughs> it's just, that sounds so like, I know. Uh, it's, it's... <laughs> no, I was thinking, um. A little self, uh, self aggrandizing. <laughs> like, uh, well, and it, 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 it's, it, it does it. not bit, you know. come from like a, like a black belt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got it. 
a plaque on your wall. Yeah, I, I should I should uh, be certified in that. It doesn't come from um, a good experience, mm-hmm. right? But it came from my lived experience. Wow. Yeah, right. So like seeing and feeling untruths, mm-hmm. uh, watching for avoidance, like anything. Like I I pick it up from most people very very quickly mm-hmm. and like i said it's not it doesn't come from like yeah i'm good at that it comes <laughs> from like i had you to had be to, yeah. yeah right that was my survival and um it's interesting you know what people do and how fast you can pick up the feel or the energy or the mm-hmm. you know the the cues i can watch for them and sometimes it triggers and it's not awesome mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and other times it has really helped me. <laughs> so it's, I'm a, ma- I would say I'm a master reader. I'm good at it and it serves me well a lot and it does not serve me well a lot too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Leaving around like proximity again, I have to watch how close I get to someone else based on the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, stature comes into it too, right? Tallness, bigness of a person in comparison to somebody else. Yeah. Levels, right? Eye contact, if it's at this level, like is mine way up here and and the other person's way down here, that can get interpreted, of course, as a a power imbalance. That, That could be triggering for someone. So I'm always aware of What's this avatar, this body structure yeah. of mine doing in real time with others, individuals, uh, couples, g- groups, you name it. I was, was going to make a song out of it. I was going to make a song out of it. I <laughs> pluck my string. Um, because I've, I've been around close talkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not a very comfortable th- thing for me. For some, maybe a non-issue. But if somebody's a close talker and they're up in, in my bubble and I can, f- you know, feel their energy, their vibe, uh, their smell their breath, <laughs> right? I need to retreat. Yeah. <laughs> and if I can't retreat in that moment, uh, I'm going to probably start going into an anxious state mm-hmm. and not being a great listener or communicator. See, when I get excited, um, I'm trying to think of what else. For sure excited. Um, or I'm really wanting um likely agreement is one of them too my noticing mm-hmm. of um how close i am to to people's personal space goes out the window hmm. right like i don't i, I pay one to agreement <laughs> i right like if you know, I'm talking to yeah. you. I'm going to lean in further yeah. and further and Interesting, further. Interesting, because that's that's almost like an intimidation tactic, but it's right. not and, intentional. And absolutely not intentional, but I don't even notice it. I didn't notice yeah. it actually until somebody pointed out to me and went, look where you are right now. And I was like, whoa, I am. I did that, but not intentional, I, but yeah. I get closer and closer because I. it's like I believe I can change their mind or their opinions i don't know i don't know what it is you are you just eagerly start, awaiting their response maybe you might want to start wearing a hula hoop around your person more often just so you know just for a week 
rig it up around ways. over your shoulders. Yeah. Just that's, don't well, infringe. What's What's interesting about that? You, you say you weren't aware of it until this person pointed it out. Mm-hmm. Clint, you had just mentioned that you know if someone's a close talker and they encroach on your your personal space, you back up. Maybe they step forward, or there's no way out, and you're just you're in an anxious state. It's difficult, but you can say like, "Hey, just need some space, right?" Because I there has been times in my life where like someone's a really close talker, and I am not at all comfortable with that. What and was their relationship? I, just, I just back up and back was up. Was it so, a stranger or somebody you knew? Uh, one time in particular, it was someone I knew, but not that closely. And I said like, "Oh, hey, just I." need some some space here and it was really really uncomfortable good on you to be able to and, do that and uh yeah it, it was ex- extremely uncomfortable but like you just mentioned i don't think they meant anything by it right and they probably weren't even aware of it or if they it is something they're aware of that needed to be challenged in the moment or something like that because mm-hmm. when someone does especially you know uh where I, I work when someone does get close to me in my in my bubble like that it's usually not a safe mm-hmm. thing right and so I I especially like even more as an adult it has always bothered me but but uh in my adult life it's gotten really like hey I need to either if I can't back up I need to tell you to and yeah it's it's never a good feeling nope even the the you know Head on, mm-hmm. you know, face to face, shoulders <laughs> square to another person. That can be intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. That can create conflict. So, you know, especially with, with individual that that I don't have a close relationship with, and um, I I think I just do it naturally now, more so where it's not face to face. It's I'll turn myself slightly. Um, to more of that right angle kind of open myself up so it's not just head on you know sh- shoulders facing forward and their shoulders facing mm-hmm. my shoulders um square square i'll just kind of open that right angle up so well, that it creates a, a atmosphere and energy of openness and i think if you even look at the way your office is or your your space here is set up and I, again, audio podcast, no one <laughs> can see it, but there's three chairs. They're not pointed right at each other. They're off angle. You've got all kinds of decor around the room, something for me to look at as I'm talking to you. I can look at these records on the wall or the crystal or the antlers or that picture up there. There's like um, buffers, like buffers. All, yeah, yeah. all around. And you can see the exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I appreciate that too because I'm sitting in your chair right now. But usually, you'd be sitting in the kind of the back corner there, and then so whoever you're speaking with has a clear path. And you think past about you that in any interpersonal relationship uh, dynamic with anybody. If, if things start to get heated, and the exit is not visible in that moment. Mm-hmm there's a part of our brain that uh, really wants and needs that because I'm moving into a highly anxious state. I might be going into a stress response, fight or flight. Um, and if I can't see an exit, a way to get out of here, oh, now that's just elevated things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, 
make sure anybody that you're sharing time and space with, if things are kind of edgy or there's potential for a rupture or conflict, open yourself up. Make sure that they have <laughs> access to an, uh, an exit. Sometimes we need that ourselves. Mm-hmm. We enter time and space with somebody else or a group. You, know, you might want to scan the uh, environment quickly, right? And position yourself to mm, get out if you need to. Mm-hmm. Or at least give your your brain that information. Okay, exit's there. That's all you need. Well, that's what's nice about your car rides is each person has their own door. They can get out if they want reach. to. No, no child locks on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the stuff that kind of came up for me, the verbal, nonverbal communication. So it comes up all the time. Hmm. Did you have anything else to add, either of you, or is that a that's not so natural point? You're making a I got something to add face. Because that's the yeah, nonverbal cue I'm picking up on. <laughs> that's your thinking face. That's what it is. Um, you know, no, I think we all have mm, a level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and whether it's work, whether it's personal, chosen, mm-hmm. not chosen, you know, in that way. But the more often that we can even though it takes energy that sometimes we don't have. But leaving a conversation or an interaction, um, you know, people leaving us and they went, oh, you know, that feels better. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've been purposeful with our words, our positioning, our, you know, all of that. I always think it's it's worth it. Do I get tired of doing it sometimes? Yes, I do. Um, and that response from other people um, that you've helped or you've made feel better is always worth it. Yep. Well said. Yeah, the, th- the big three, if I could just kind of leave that out for uh, everyone's kind of consideration as time goes on. Yeah, volume, tone, and cadence, or speed of speech. So if we keep those three in mind, uh, they can make a huge difference. Personally, yeah. professionally, you name it. I think it was just last week, actually, mm-hmm. where as part of work, I, uh, I had to get somebody to breathe. And I was laughing because I just had like, I'll brag. I had like the perfect Again? tone of voice. You? Yes. No. I know. One more time. Gosh. This this is like a bragging. That should be We've the title noticed. of the episode. That's next week. I just bragging. Um, but it was funny because I make fun of my man voice all the time. And I was leading somebody who was quite upset um, at work, um, through her, through her breath. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed, and it's a great way to make a joke too, because like my voice just had like the perfect tone. It was like so soothing, (laughs) so calm, just like this, you know, rich man voice. Anyway, I'm like, Ooh, I should make like a TikTok video or something because that was like, like, you know, one of those calm or like meditative it was uh-huh. awesome and it was a good opportunity to joke and laugh too but so well, you're gonna do it you're gonna get i should just would, for a joke that would fit <laughs> just for a joke at the end of the the episode here if right. not this episode <laughs> even to have it and then when we talk about like something that's like a relaxation or something like that put that at the end that'd be funny it's um it's actually a great way to break up a um intense heavy conversations the self-deprecating humor except this one was self 
important. <laughs> Deprecating. Self-important. Awesome. Appreciating. I'm humor. like the master reader. I've got a yeah. what calming, you do? calming man voice. Fourth grade level. Yeah. Should I sign us off with a uh, Antonio Banderas uh, goodbye song? Absolutely. Sounds just like the beginning one, I'm sure, because... I only have three chords in my repertoire. Oh, are you gonna rate yourself first? Is this like a self-important song, or is it a self-deprecating song? Or he's gonna play it and then decide after. Goodbye. So long. From the Rosewater Connection Show. Arriba. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode. You can follow us on all our social media platforms in our link tree in our episode description. Along with that, there is also a Microsoft form where you can leave feedback for uh, this episode and the podcast in general. You can also submit uh, topics for conversation for future episodes there. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Do you need a, do you need a nap? Do you need a nap? You look a little tired. You got a little punchy there. I want to check in on, on you right now. You did. You gave me one of these, and and I know you well enough. That the blanket is maybe making you warm, and you're in the sun. Did you want a drink? Did you want to go for a walk? Careful. Are you getting sleepy? No. <laughs> now you're. Now you're not even telling the truth. So what? I'm not even telling the truth. <laughs> Okay, now you're not even telling Chip. That's funny. I was like, now I am. Because I just said I wasn't. I was going to ask Clint to, uh, to explain to me what those nonverbal cues meant. So I was well, like, okay, there's a face and a...